0: The Listening Podcast, episode 122. We are at the end of May here, Jake. Um, May 31st. And we are on the eve of some big, big album releases coming from Kanye West, Father John Misty. Right you are. We'll get to that at the end of the show. We'll preview those a little bit. But first, there's some huge news in the rap world, Jake. The Twitterverse, the blogosphere... Uh, Atmosphere, if you want, has been overtaken by the Pusha T and... Oh, not Kanye West. The Pusha T and Drake beef. Yeah,
1: not Kanye West, though Kanye West plays a role. He's involved.
0: He's involved. He's a player in this. He
1: plays a role. He stayed quiet. Yeah,
0: yes. Um, He's hard at work on the album.
1: So help me understand here, Sean, because from what I understand... So I just listened to these tracks today. Mm-hmm. I let it slip through the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to talk a little bit about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, your take on like diss track rap yeah. culture in general. Because yeah. Yeah. it's something that is very foreign to me. And like yes. I don't always feel like I fully understand or like that much. Yep. Put that aside for now. So this the root of this is that they've had a beef going back years now. Yes. The, the origin of which I am not clear on.
0: Uh, I'm not 100% clear on it either how that started. Okay. I don't really remember. Um, um, I don't think that's quite important right now.
1: No, because it, it leads been, up it's to... It's been reignited. It yeah. leads up to the release of Daytona.
0: Yeah, so let, let, me, let, me, let me bring you through this entire story here. Just so, for anybody who isn't sure or hasn't heard this full story, this yep. all started last Friday when Pusha T put out his new album, Daytona, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. Um, on it, he had Kanye West production on every single song, by the way. So he worked... Very closely hand-in-hand hand with Kanye. He had a song on it called Infrared, which was the last song on the album that takes some shots at Drake. Um, it was kind of bringing up the Ghostwriter stuff that Meek Mill had been uh, shitting on Drake about as well. Well,
1: and this is stuff that people have been giving... taking shots at Drake right. for a year. Kendrick did on right. King Kunta.
0: Right, right. Like, like the- everybody kind of has... When the reality is... I think a lot of rappers do that. I think there's only a handful that actually write all of their own stuff. I think Push's one, Kendrick's one, like Andre 3000's one, um, like on uh, on Blonde, his little track on Blonde. Am I working
1: is, just way too hard? Is kind
0: of like that too. Yeah. Um, where he, he doesn't quite aim it at Drake, but it's kind of aimed at rappers who, you know get people to help them write.
1: I always interpreted that as aimed at Drake, but he probably, yeah, that's interesting. Because I,
0: I think a lot of rappers do that. So
1: you think this is a trend that is Well, it is, because this bigger.
0: this, this kind of leads me into the next point where, so Pusha T took some shots at Drake on infrared. Infrared. Yeah. Uh, which
1: which again, and here's, okay, this is to a larger point. Yeah. Right? I won't interrupt through this entire thing. But when I look at like Lyric's Genius, for example. Right and I'm, like, explicating the lyrics of a diss track or of something like Infrared, I realized just how fucking out of touch I am. Mm. Because I listen to something like Infrared, and I didn't really pick up on it when I heard it. Oh, I did. And, like, maybe, maybe once I was like, huh, I wonder if that's, like, referencing Drake. But the truth of the matter is, like, I look sometimes at lyrics, and I look at how people are interpreting it, and I'm like, oh, okay. And it just shows me, like, how much i am like kind of out of touch with the whole culture
0: yeah so i i think i might be more plugged into it than you and not even to say that i'm that plugged into it but there were some lyrics on on infrared um (laughs) that like immediately the lyric pennin equal the trump's winning. the bigger question is how the russians did it it was written like nas but it came from quentin Quentin Miller is the is the I just knew it. when I heard Quentin I was like oh that he's going after Drake right here so Quentin the ghostwriter yes okay yes and I didn't
1: know the name of the ghostwriter
0: uh so the other line here uh, when he goes so I don't have to tap dance for the crackers and sing mammy he's like being like Drake's music is for like a, a white audience like he's, and he's, he's just like kind of putting on a show for them. Where he's like, I do my own stuff, basically. Yeah. And like, I do it for me. He does it for like this this white audience.
1: He's kind of, which is, you know, from what I understand, one of like the bigger insults you could possibly levy, right. rapper to rapper. Right. Like, you're, you're just doing this for white people. And right. That's who you entertain. That's who your audience right. is. And that's pretty fucking lame, man.
0: So, Drake comes back like a day later. I mean, it might have been even Friday night. It was Friday or Saturday night. I don't remember. And he released a disc track called "Duppy Freestyle. Yeah. Uh, In this, he, among other things, he name drops Pusha T's fiance, Virginia Williams. Um, He takes shots at Pusha T's drug dealing past. Because Pusha raps a lot about selling coke and things like that. Which is
1: like, if if he did it, he did it though.
0: Yeah, true. But Drake was kind of like... Yeah, you were, like, selling it to college kids. You weren't for selling... For Nike like, and Mercedes. Yeah, you weren't selling for Escobar in the 80s. Which I thought was, like, pretty funny. But it's still, like, whatever. Like, um, this was also very interesting. And this gets back to my point about a lot of rappers doing ghostwriting stuff. Um, he implied that Kanye also uses ghostwriters. And he used Drake as a ghostwriter for Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 in 30 Hours.
1: Yeah, that's that was... Pretty crazy, and it's and Kanye hard. actually
0: tweeted. He's like, big shout to my like my guy Drizzy for helping me on Thirty Hours and Father Stretch My Hands Part One back when Pablo was coming out. Like he said it. So it's
1: so, does that count then? Because to me, like the the whole controversy around a, a ghostwriter is like you're not acknowledging them openly, and you're saying this is my song. These are the lyrics I came up with. I feel like Kanye is pretty damn open about yeah. Yeah, When he collaborates. I, I think
0: you're right. I think Kanye was more open about that, where Drake will have songs where he doesn't necessarily shout out Quentin for helping him with that. Um, however, in that song, he's like, hey man, like if you're going to get on me for collaborating with artists on a couple of verses, like, look at the guy who is producing your entire album.
1: I want to say that that feels like... A sort of sideways unfair diss. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Because it's like, I would agree. that's not Pusha.
0: I would agree. And that's not his right. fucking problem. I, I would agree. And we'll get to this later. Pusha's response yeah. is, was great about that. He's like, I want all the curses. Like, in, in your verse. So he's like, why give Kanye a verse? I want all the curses. Which was really cool. Um, and so he implies Kanye also uses ghostwriters. Um, he mentions that he's going to send them an invoice... For all of like the free promo that he's giving them, basically, uh, and then he actually did post a picture on Instagram of like an official OVO sound like letterhead with an invoice for yeah. uh, career revival services or something for hundred thousand dollars, which I thought was actually really funny. So the internet was going crazy, like, oh, Drake got pusha, like Drake's still king. And let me let me just say that to
1: to, to my ear and and in reading through the lyrics, it seems like the basically the thesis statement of Drake's. Diss track. Yeah. Is essentially, like, it's a couple things. It's like, well, look at yourself, too. You're not as tough as you think. You're not as, like, you're not as, t- t- like, tough a drug dealer as right. you think. And also, you're not as popular as me. You don't make as much money yep. as me. Um, and, and he says,
0: you're not even, so there's the you're line. You're not even like a top five. There's the line where he's like, I'm top five, and all of them are Dylan, which is one of my favorite lines from this, um, as in, like, he's top five. Like, the, all top five rappers are Pusha T, is what he's saying. That's a Chappelle Show reference. Um, but Drake's like, you're not even top five as far as your label talent goes. As G-O-O-D music goes, basically. Right. Like, there's more talented rappers just on that label, let alone the entire game. Um, so, yeah, he's basically like, I sell more than you. I'm more successful than you. Like, which you can't say shit about it. About it.
1: And I know we're going to get to it. The way Pusha T responded to that was actually amazing and i thought yeah. it was like really cool because like when i heard that i was like dude that's that like to me that's a, a lame diss yeah the idea of like you don't make as much money as me you're not right. as popular as me it's like well you're kind of making his point yeah. for him dude yeah. because yeah. He, like his whole thing was like you're just this populist rapper
0: that's right that's right that's absolutely true and so push comes back with his own diss push comes to shove you might say that's right uh, called The Story of Adidon, I think. Adidon. 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 Yeah. So I, I think Push absolutely buried Drake on, on, on this, on this clapback. So yeah. Adidon is referring to Drake's upcoming clothing line that's coming out through Adidas. Uh, so that's what Drake has called it, is like Adidon. But the Don part, I think, is a potential reference to Drake's illegitimate child that he had named Adonis. So that's like kind of the whole, that's the big takeaway from this song is that Drake had an illegitimate kid with this porn star and that Drake is not taking care of the kid and kind of like ignoring it and being like, that's not my kid when in reality it might be. So in one fell swoop, Pusha has basically come out and broke that news, been like, dude, you're a deadbeat dad. And then he also kind of co-opted this Added on like clothing line. This is forever going to be associated with this song. Now he just completely owned that. That's genius. It was a
1: genius move by Pusha, and I, I gotta say, to the point I was making before, the line, the way he opens this up when he says, "Drug dealing aside, ghost writing aside, let's have a heart to heart about your pride. Even though you're multi, I see that your soul don't look alive. The M's count different when baby divides the pie." The part about even though you're multi, I see your soul don't look alive. And he says this other thing about your music for the past few years has been angry and full of lies. I feel like that... What's so interesting about this is that I expected... I didn't know what to expect from a push T diss Because yeah. to me, Push always comes across as a little bit more... Laid back, maybe even a little nicer mm. of a rapper than a lot of other mm-hmm. people. Like, it just he seems like this sort of an empathetic dude. In some he went ways. for the fucking
0: jugular here.
1: He went for the jugular, but in this way, in this pushy way, where he's like, "Look, man, let's talk about." Yeah, like, true. Let's yeah, just talk about it on a personal level. Yeah. He's like, "You seem unhappy," which is all this amazing. The yep. the, the subtext of all of it is yep. like, it's just these daggers at Drake. Yep.
0: Where where like in one line, he's basically. Summing up all of the criticism of views where it's like, oh, you're just like this rich, sad, angry dude who's like mad at the world and has no right to be. And like he's kind of taking all of that and just distilling it into like this one little line. And then he goes on to talk about his parents and talks about Noah 40 Shebib for having uh, MS and being like, this dude's going to die, tick, 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 how much times he got left, tick, tick, tick. And it's just like he went... Absolutely, and so yeah, he starts it off in like a nicer, empathetic way, but he's going in on like his dad, his mom, forty. The,
1: the forty line of all of these might be one more like, to my personal taste. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a hair over the line. Might have crossed the it's line. It's like cause that, isn't that, one, that has to be one of Drake's best friends, right? And to be like, oh this yeah, dude's gonna yeah. die. Yeah, yeah, and that was, dude. Honestly. In this song, that was one of his coolest flows, too. It, yeah. The tick, 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 tick six, six, S- sick, yeah. six six six. Yes.
0: Yeah, it was. It was very cool. And then to top it all off, the album artwork is this unearthed picture of Drake in blackface. This is not a Photoshop. Apparently, this is a real picture. Drake actually came out and acknowledged it. He was like, yeah, this is. A picture. My friend and I were making this video or skit or whatever about the challenges of being a black actor and not getting a fair shake at auditions and things like that. They were kind of comparing it to the stereotype of how black people are like enter- entertainers or, or whatever. So that that was the reason for the blackface, which I can understand. But
1: the I commentary guess, there from Pusha is, is
0: yes, is heavy. Yes, it is because like it is.
1: the whole time. Again, like he's making all those points about like your music's kind of devoid of anything yeah. real. He's like you're just. You you're, might be multi, but you're just fucking. Yep. Again,
0: you're just performing for this white audience. Yeah. And you're do
1: you're you're doing it by like being the entertaining, palatable version of a black yes. person. It, dude. Yes,
0: it's. So let me ask you this, Jake, and I, I think just based on our what we've been saying so far, I think we're both gonna have the same answer. Who do you think won this uh, this rap beef over this past week? We might see more from drake we might get a response i think he should let sleeping dogs lie at this point because i think Pusha won this
1: it's like we're in a in the war room right now yeah like, yes. one country just yes. attacked another and we're like, yep. right now we we could see <laughs> a retaliation here we're seeing if, if forces might be amassed on the border for a retaliatory measure um yeah i feel like Pusha won um it, outside that though what i think is interesting so i'm assuming you think Pusha won as well Oh yes, yes. The I question do. I wanted to ask you is like, did you find yourself rooting for someone in this? And do you usually in rap beefs like this? So I'll say for me personally, I was rooting hard for Pusha T even before I saw what happened in either track. Yeah. If you told me there's a beef between Drake and Pusha T for reasons that I don't even fully understand, yeah. I'm immediately in Pusha T. Well, cap. okay.
0: You're, you're, there's a couple things here. One, um, I it depends on who's in it uh so like when it was the drake and meek mill one i was just like i'm gonna root for drake because i'm a drake fan i think i'd root for drake and too. i don't really know meek mill's music or whatever i was just like I- i'm gonna root for drake because i feel like drake will do more entertaining things in this case i was just kind of rooting for fireworks at first i was just oh. like i want to see where this can go and we in it delivered i was like i like both these guys a lot um Looking back, I, I I think I slightly slightly was rooting for Pusha because he's got like the underdog here. Underdog. Drake's like punching down a little bit. That's part of it. That, that's thinking. part of it.
1: Well, he's like he's punching down, but also like I think, yeah, it's a bad look to be the favorite and to yeah, be and initiating a dis. Like yeah. okay, again, I know Infrared had probably like yep. a, it had sort of a wink and a nod reference right. and stuff. You could have let that. You could have let that lie. Right. As Drake, and just have thicker skin and be like, well, yeah, people are going to take pot shots at me because I'm Drake and I'm right. whatever. And if he really believes he's the best and he doesn't need to prove anything, he's multi, he sells more. What's the point of taking a shot and, and like you said, getting buried? Yeah. And like, this Push T track got a best new music,
0: dude. It yeah. Got a best new track. Yeah. It's
1: getting all kinds of attention. And it seems to me that the 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 story on this is that is really that Pusha T won by like, like kind of a lot. Like he has
0: an awesome album that just came out. He kind of owned this. He, yeah, hands down. Well, the thing is, I the initial reaction when Drake put out Duppy Freestyle was that oh Drake Drake won this before anything else had come out because the way it kind of starts off where he's like the audacity, like yeah. like. I can't believe I have to take my time to, like, flick this fly off me. It was kind of the attitude, which is the attitude you need to have if you're Drake. Yeah. But it's like, you even responding to this, you're already kind of taking an L.
1: I gotta tell you, man, I, it just comes across to me, that whole, the audacity thing. I, He's like,
0: the nerve, the audacity, yeah.
1: I personally don't find that cool. In I thought it was funny. I, I thought it was funny. I, I, know, I, I know you did, and I don't i don't think it's that funny i don't think it's that cool i think it's kind of fucking lame whenever drake goes to that level of drake
0: i i think it's fucking love lame love when he does that because it is See, so here's the thing i don't I think it. it's I, like super cool i think it's just entertaining i think i think all of this a little bit there's a... I don't think either either of them are that that serious and that's what
1: i was going to ask which you which is
0: why I, this is fun what I no wanted, one's getting killed over this right
1: and what i wanted to bring up was how much of this type of thing do you think is done with a wink and a nod
0: um, like, like, like 50-50. It's yeah. 50-50.
1: Like, the, these these dudes are definitely not super cool with each no, other. No, But at the same time, I mean, dude, but I don't know, though, because, like, the stuff they're dragging out is so personal. Uh, especially yeah. Push-Up. I, I think Push-Up
0: crossed a line with some of the things in terms of, like, maybe it goes beyond just being some good-hearted ribbing back and forth. Um... Cause Drake's Drake's diss wasn't anything that like crazy, you know. Uh, but Pusha the the forty stuff, the mom and dad stuff, and then the the baby stuff like that's fan that's like family and like personal personal stuff. So maybe he did sort of cross a line. However, Drake had a post on Instagram about that blackface picture, and he's like, "I know you guys are all enjoying the fireworks, but I just wanted to clarify one thing." It leads me to believe this is kind of all like. In Good Fun or like Cost of Doing Business where it's like, yeah, I put out this track. So, of course, I'm going to get it shoved back at me or whatever. I don't know. All I know is that I'm rooting for more stuff. And this is just a fun, like, side storyline to this Pusha T album coming out. And not for nothing, Jake, I'm sure Pusha's like, well, I'm going to run with this because I just put out Daytona. And Drake's such a huge name. If he's referencing me at all, that means more listens, more... You know everything for me, so and he he didn't waste his
1: opportunity by no. dropping the name Daytona at the end of the yeah. the track.
0: Yeah, Daytona
1: album of the year or whatever. He I says. think a
0: smart business move by by Pusha T here, so I it, think he it, wins this. It's and I think it's fun. I think this is fun.
1: I don't think it, no. I'm not saying it's not fun. I per, I think what it is is that I have a personal aversion to to your to someone's response to be like just pure arrogance yeah it's not i never usually find it as compelling as it seems other people do like i don't find it as interesting as a character thing if you're like you're on top so you're gonna
0: be i i I, can be sometimes that's that's why i think it's interesting because this guy's life is so unrecognizable to a life that any of us live yeah and these his music is kind of like snapshots of that and it's like what Like perspective does Drake have on any of this that's why it's fascinating and fun for me
1: I'm not saying it's not fascinating I just mean that it, it comes across as tone deaf to me and I understand what you're saying where it's like he has a life and a perspective that we can't possibly relate to but when you're coming out on a rap track a piece of music and you're like talking like you're this coddled king, who like has never seen conflict in his life, and when he when he sees it, he views it with like the, what indignance this is. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it just it doesn't. Yeah. it doesn't jibe with me. And again, doesn't have to. It's not right. fucking me that he's trying to impress or prove this right. to. I'm sure. Like again, I'm one of the flies he'd fucking yeah, flick yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, right. You know? So right, right.
0: Well. That's a good point. Uh, Jake, let's talk about Daytona itself, the, yes. new, the new album from Pusha T. So it's only seven songs, 23 minutes. I have to say I love yeah. the brevity on a rap album, which is a genre that's not known for brevity most of the time.
1: No, and um, I was very interested when I saw uh, when it came out seven tracks because Kanye dropped his tweet like, several right. weeks ago and he said, my album seven tracks. Right. Seems like maybe that's like a trend
0: they decided to do together, maybe. Yeah, do you think this is a new kind of direction or move by Kanye and his affiliates to be like, we recognize that streaming has changed how people listen to music, attention spans are shorter... Uh, maybe Pablo, we realized was a little too long. Yeah. We realized some of the, like the criticism views has gotten, et cetera. Do you think this is a concerted effort to be like we're only we're going to do these mini albums now, almost yeah. EPs, or do you think this is we just don't have the material? Um,
1: I would trend more towards with with Kanye West involved and someone like Pusha T who seems really interested in in like his his craft. It strikes me that it would be an, a, a decision made with the artistic merit behind it, and mm-hmm. like they're like, we're gonna put out this. It, th- that's a statement too, is to put out a concise, yeah. tight seven track yeah. album that doesn't meander, doesn't waste time, it doesn't waste space. It's just it's there and it's it's tight all the way through. Right. Um, that's a statement of its own, and I think in some ways it does run sort of opposite to what you're saying, you know, the trend in rap has been. I didn't realize this until actually I was reading Stephen Hyden's book, um, The Twilight of the Gods, the Mm -hmm. classic rock book, and he happens to mention how what an album is has changed so much over time and how in the age of streaming, artists can make a lot more money by releasing like 25-track albums. Did you know that Chris Brown released a 43-track album? I did not know that. It's his most recent album. It has over 40 tracks. Didn't know that. I looked it up on Spotify. was blown away. I didn't know that that existed. Um, and so it, it seems that, especially working with Kanye West, something like a seven-track album when that is so far out of the norm, right? And and calling it an album and not being like this is an EP, I, right, this is an album, right? Um, yeah, to me, it seems more like a statement than a lack of material. Probably. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I, I I would agree with that in this case. Uh, but I really, really enjoy this album. Oh, me too, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, I think. Our experience with Pusha T has been from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, his guest verses on there. Um, That was my first introduction. And then we listened to that Dark is Before the Dawn album that came out, I think, at the end of 2015 or beginning of 2016. Yeah. And then I remember he said, he's like, albums coming end of this year and now it's 2018 that's finally come out and this is shorter than that which is, is the, right? the, the prelude the, the prelude album yeah exactly
1: um, I I think it's worth the wait though I do too I, I really think every song on here is really really good I think it couldn't start stronger than it does I but know if you know you know yeah. that song dude When, the, when brick
0: bricklayers in ball shorts yeah, yeah. I'm a genie
1: <laughs> granting wishes to bad bitches in whatever <laughs> two piece bikinis or whatever <laughs> yes. Says says like, that's an awesome
0: line <laughs> If you know, you know, dude. In the the way that drop comes in, the production by Kanye on here is unimpeachable. It's really really good. Say what you will about Kanye the person, Kanye the producer, producer, and and I I love when he's like, "We got yay back chopping." I was like, "Yes, yes, this is like his wheelhouse is when he's chopping up beats." Well, the
1: thing is, is too, is like his his beats have um. There's a lot of kind of weird moves on here too. Like it's, it's really really good, but it's done. Kanye as a producer is he he, he challenges you a little bit. Yeah. He makes beats that aren't like he's not making these huge drops, right. that are no, super catchy no. or like they're not. These aren't like party anthems. No, these no. are like artfully crafted, sort of interesting, obs- probably obscure musical references pulled yeah. in here from soul and from all over the place into these kind of um, really really interesting beats. And 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 Pusha, I don't know, man. There's something about him where. I can't speak to his character very much. I can't speak to much about him really except that every time I hear him rap, I'm like, I like this guy. Yes,
0: yeah. And I
1: can't really explain it or articulate it beyond that.
0: I I think part of it is confidence in yeah. how he's delivering these lines. They're so clear. You can you can completely understand like every single rap in line in verse that he's saying in this yeah that the, it's just incredibly crisp and clear and that's always been the case with pusha and it's always it always stands out in that way and i think that's why he's so listenable
1: he does come across clear he has a pretty much a deliberate flow mm-hmm. he's not trying to blow you away with speed no no i don't think he's always even trying to pull you, win you over with like turns of phrase no or not insane. really cleverness no i feel like he's usually going for it um one of my favorite production moments on here actually is uh I love Santeria. Yeah, that like that. Da, 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 da. That like uh, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. I, oh,
0: so great. It, Santeria. Yeah.
1: Ah na na na. Yes. That whole part is
0: awesome. Um, I love hard piano. I do too. Hard piano. The the beat there is great. And then Rick Ross, one of only two features on this album, Rick Ross, and then Kanye West on on What Would Meek Do? Uh, what do you make of the uh, of the Kanye verse on What Would Meek Do, Jake?
1: I was unimpressed by it. Yeah. I, I have been. More and more, I think, kind of starting with Pablo. Um, even though I, I really enjoy Pablo, and I, I it's not Kanye's verses that do it for me on Pablo, and and right. with everything he's released, lift yourself and
0: poop, poop, He scoop,
1: yeah, all that shit. It, it and he references it on he here. Does. I mean, and he has to, yeah, but it's which which goes to show just help to the wire they were finishing this. I
0: know, yeah, what would you
1: estimate they were done
0: the night before? The night before the album yeah. dropped. I think Kanye's the same way, right? I think, guarantee you he's still working on it right now as we speak. I,
1: I think you're probably right. And yeah. I think that it... I don't think that it's always really... It, obviously, it always, hasn't always been this way. But like he is pushing the limits of what you can do with that. Anyways, all that to say, I don't think his verse is all that good or memorable. No, I
0: don't either. Um, I don't either. But Although, I will say the... People talking shit, yay! How do you respond? And he's yeah. like, "Poop, scoop, yeah. whoop-de-whoop!" Like that's been stuck in my head. Yeah, and then the part where he's like, "Yeezy, the first billion-dollar baby," yeah, is yeah, like yeah. that part gets kind of stuck in my head too. So there's some earworms in there. Well, still. It,
1: and it's like I just I like Kanye still, despite all the like the shit that he's been up to and like the weirdness yeah. of where he is as a yeah. person. Um, and so I, when I hear his voice on the track, even if his verse isn't great, I'm still like, okay, cool, Kanye. Like, I'm still excited to hear him. Right. Um, and it's funny, but like, I always sort of forget until I hear him in context with other rappers. Kanye doesn't have the smoothest flow. No. Or the nicest voice. Not at all. He has kind of a slightly high-pitched, a little nasally yep. voice.
0: It's He's, gotten worse as the years have gone on.
1: Yeah, he does more of that whine now. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm talking he used about? To be, he used to have better flow. He used to sound better.
1: Yeah, we're like... I just
0: don't think he cares that much about it anymore.
1: I, especially about rapping. Yeah, I think, he,
0: I think he's, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll throw on a quick little one-off verse. Like, do, I don't give a shit. Do,
1: do you feel as though Kanye's real passion is is a as a rapper or as a producer, if you had to pick?
0: Producer. I agree with you. And and curator. And I think of that, sounds.
1: I think that he would obviously be in Kanye West. He wouldn't box himself in like that. Right. Like if you asked him that question, he'd be like I'm an artist. He'd be like, I'm an artist. I'm a creator. Right. I just think of it as you know, I cr- whatever I create, I'm putting my hundred
0: percent. Right. And that's actually a good point. It's an awesome. It's true. Point. Yeah. It's true. Uh, but yeah, overall, Jake, I I think this album's awesome. I've been really um, loving it, and again, probably yeah. my favorite rap album of the year so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's a short list for me, it, too. Yeah. I haven't yeah. listened to a ton. Yeah. Um,
0: I will say uh, this has been a strong year for rap in terms of just tracks more so than than albums, okay. I would say. Yeah. Um, let's move on to a couple other new releases, Jake. We had the new Church's album, Love is Dead, that came out. So I, I was able to listen to this a couple times. Me, too. There were some not. Super positive reviews that came out, bordering on, on negative. And yeah. uh, as we had mentioned last week, lead singer, uh, was it Lauren Maybury? Is that her name? Mayberry?
1: Um, he, it's definitely Maybury. Lauren sounds
0: right. I think, I think that's her name. Uh, she was not happy with this. And she tweeted out or, or, or posted something about how if you're a music critic and you're kind of tearing down artists who are just trying to make people feel something, you're kind of a shitty human being. Um, that's an interesting perspective. So I, you know, and I don't think a novel one. I think this is no, something that no. people have thought and felt for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but the th- so I agree with that and can see it. Where it's like, yeah, this is just a person trying to do their best and doing their job. But it's like, okay, critics—that's their literal job to do this. So well, I
1: think what it calls into question is like, should you even have that fucking job? I think that's like yeah. part of her point is she's like, who needs you guys, you fucking nerds and dorks? Like, you'll make your own fucking. Music well, if you're so I smart.
0: think. We do. I would argue we do because there's so much music out there. Uh, I appreciate having a critic to kind of direct me to the stuff that's good. I think people and it creates conversation.
1: Yeah, I don't dislike music criticism. I wanted to write about music my whole life or whatever. I think that part of it is like I've become a little disillusioned with it. I would say because more and more I'm I'm refreshed by people who have the perspective of just like I'm going to listen to something and I'm not going to worry about what someone says about it. You know, as an example. Mary-Kate um, last night was watching a show on Netflix, yep. a movie. It was uh, Ibiza.
0: Oh, yeah, with my girl Jillian Jacobs. Jillian Jacobs,
1: the guy who plays Rob Stark is in it. A, I forget the oh, anchor, yeah. his name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, a lot of beautiful people in this right. movie. My immediate instinct as me, as someone who does a podcast about music like this right. and who, it, like you said, like feels like I need to check – I had this instinct where I was like, I'm going to check what this has on Rotten Tomatoes. And then I was like, wait, no, don't. Right. Just watch it. Right. And like make your own opinion. Yes. Yes. And like when I do that, usually I'm like, I can be kind of wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, I bet this has terrible reviews, Mm -hmm. which is what I thought. And it had like a 60. Yeah. It's not bad. It wasn't so bad. Sometimes I'll be like, I bet this has really good reviews. Yeah. and And it's like, I think to the larger point she's making with this is she's like, we're just all fucking trying our best. Yeah. And when you do this, when you come out and you slam me like this, like it, it can be pretty personal. Right. I, I, what was the, that album by that kind of like indie, emo-ish band? Oh, from Diet, Sig. Diet SIG. Diet yeah. SIG. Similar type of yeah. deal. It's like, do, yeah. you, do you need to be taking aim at Diet SIG with this really no. negative review?
0: No. And, and here's Churches the, is bigger than Diet SIG. He, yes. Churches has grown to be pretty big. Um, I will say, with that last album... Which was kind of a retread of uh, their first record. I, yeah. I didn't love the second one. I kind of heard some. I heard some of the singles from this one. I was like, okay, I don't have super high expectations. I saw some of the poor reviews. I was like, all right, this probably isn't going to be great. I have to say, I, I listened to it. There's some great stuff on here. Some yeah. really, really catchy, good synth pop songs. Yeah, Churches isn't going to be a band that like puts out the most artistically challenging or like. They're not putting out fucking kid A, okay? Take them for what they are. Enjoy these songs for what they are. This isn't gonna this doesn't need to be your fucking album of the year, okay? There's good songs on here. I'm gonna pick a few off and return to. And like that's really all I have to like kinda say about that album.
1: It's a pop album. Yeah. And to be honest, like I agree with you. I've listened a couple of times. I think Get Out is a banger. Yeah. I really like Miracle. I think that that, that song My Enemy with Matt Berninger, is growing me it's on. It's growing me a on me. Ways. Yeah. Um and, and the thing is is like
0: I like forever. Forever is awesome. It's a pleasant. Listen, Graffiti's man. good. Yeah, it, it's a good listen. It's and, too and, long though. It's too long. Yeah. It's like fifty-four minutes or something stupid oh, I it was like 49. that. Forty-nine. Forty-nine. Either 15 way, fifteen songs. It's too long. It, it is too long. It needs to be like thirty-four.
1: But again, like to your point, um, maybe churches is one of those bands where it's like, okay, it's not all about the
0: album. No. It's yeah, about it's not
1: the singles, and like, do you, are there a couple songs on here that you're gonna throw on at parties? Yes, yeah.
0: they're taking shots, and some of them miss. Others they nail, and like that's that's what I want from out of an album like this.
1: And I think um, the bones of what you believe can't the, believe. I remember right, that yeah. album name. Yeah. they the first uh, album. They set a standard where like that was a really solid album. That was a really, the, the, really. I think the
0: dirty secret about that album is there was still filler and misses even on that first one.
1: Yeah, but I remember I when I would listen to that record, I was like, okay, I I really enjoy this like all the way through. Yeah. I really do, and like I, I agree, there's weaker tracks, yeah. but it's like it still felt pretty cohesive. Like anytime
0: they have the dude in the band singing, yeah, m- scrap that fucking song.
1: I feel like the one on this album isn't that bad. It's to be honest,
0: it's forgettable. It's forgettable. I don't like give a shit. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. Um.
1: And I I actually think his voice is okay, but um, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like I we're, that's not what we're here for. No, no. Um, but I think this album and Every Open Eye, the
0: last record,
1: it does feel like they're like, okay, we're we're a fucking pop band, right. man. We're making pop so, yeah. music,
0: like there we're we're a f- major festival act. People are gonna love hearing this at fucking Coachella or. Where you know whatever music festival they're playing.
1: I think the problem with music, the 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 part of what might be bothering her about music critics too is it's like they're they're fickle and it's like what they're looking for sometimes. It's like sorry, this isn't a fucking Grimes record. Yeah, like yeah, but we're still making these catchy songs that people are going to enjoy and like yeah, it'd be nice if you enjoyed them. But like it's so if if musicians spent time trying to make music that critics would like just to have their music be accepted. Mm -hmm. In that sense, it would be boring. It'd be yeah. a boring fucking it would. world. It man. would. It would. Because like, yeah. they wouldn't be making what's true to them.
0: I I, I totally agree. Uh, the other new release that I listened to this past week was the new Aesop Rocky album called Testing. Um, kind of a. How do I want to put this? If, an artistic. Uh, not jump, but attempt here. Big. Like the aesop is trying to be like i'm not just a rapper i'm kind of like this artsy like dude i'm way into fashion i'm way into music i'm way into like all of these things and i want this album to display that and i think it's kind of a miss in really? that way uh, there's some decent tracks on here uh in particular, a couple of the uh, Frank Ocean collaborations. In, in particular, the last track. I, w- I would recommend uh, Purity, the last track. That's probably the best one on here. Features Frank Ocean, mostly a Frank Ocean song. Um, definitely listen to that. There's a couple other ones I like, like Buckshots and um, a few here and there. But the thing with Aesop Rocky, it's been diminishing returns over the past couple albums. Uh, I thought his debut. Uh, was was good. I thought his follow-up that came out a couple years ago was okay. There was a few songs that I liked. This one, it, it's only like one or two songs I like. So, um, you know, I don't know what... I don't really know where Aesop like kind of fits into the larger rap world because one of the things I actually wanted to bring up with the Drake and Kanye and Pusha T thing is there seems to be a... Subset the different subsets of rappers where I think someone on Twitter called Pusha T like it'd be dad rock for rap where he's like kind of this older elder statesman where you could categorize like Jay-Z, Kanye West and Pusha T as like kind of like the old heads Yeah. then you have like Rick Ross who sort of bridges the gap and then gets you into like Drake and maybe Aesop Rocky in that range but then you get down into like the, the soundcloud rap stuff where like like Lil yachty and all all that all that um i don't know where asap necessarily fits i think he's trying to branch out and be like i'm this different thing i don't know if he's nailing it I, this just feels like it's gonna get lost in the larger conversation of great rap records or or, or worthwhile rap records it Happened to come out on the same day as Daytona. I don't think anyone's really talking about new ASAP right now.
1: We, that's a bad draw to come out on the same yeah. day as Daytona, especially with how much the beef yeah. blew that up even more. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to this yet. I, I don't have a ton of interest in ASAP Rocky, no. to be honest with you. I,
0: the only reason why I check this out is because like I've been listening to his last couple. I like a lot of ASAP songs. I was like, maybe there'll be a couple things here I can pick out, and that's really all. All There Was.
1: Yeah, I'm interested in the Frank Ocean stuff. That
0: one got a best new track on Pitchfork. I'm going to check it out, because
1: I I truly love Frank Ocean. An album I checked out last week, um, an EP, actually, uh, by Jenny Havall. It's Mm. called The Long Sleep. Um, I just want to read to you, the listeners, um, the first sentence of how Jenny Haval is described on Spotify. Norwegian musician and writer Jenny Hval honed her intellectual yet uncompromising viewpoint on politics and sexuality in her prose and in her albums. That's a it's a good it's an apt description. Um, <coughs> with her last album, Blood Bitch, which I <laughs> love, actually great. I actually yeah. really really liked Blood yeah. Bitch. I came back to it a lot. I did too. Um, she has this honestly, like kind of haunting, yeah. little scary take on ambient on electronic she's like a
0: scarier more feminist uh, like Juliana Barwick
1: or Kate Bush even there's some Kate Bush influence in there according to her Spotify description as well Um, so I listened to this EP once and I thought it was really cool but I'm always struck by like damn man she's an artist who is fucking like just going for there's some out there stuff she's going for the weird thing yeah and she does these weird little vocal intonations yeah. and strange, just yeah. like, her whole approach is interesting. And I really respect Jenny Yvonne. Right. I like her. Um, I find her a little intimidating. Oh my god, yeah. Even when I listen, Definitely. I'm like, oh, she'd be like... Definitely. I she'd think, hate
0: me. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Well, like, what she reminds me of is like Maude Lebowski from The Big Lebowski. Mm. Do you remember that character? She's the the, the very quirky impossible to communicate with clearly, like, artist who's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when the dude meets her, she's flying in on a harness and splashing paint on a <laughs> right. canvas right. and, like, screeching. Right, right. And and she just has her hand in all kinds of artistic pots. <laughs> yes. But I gotta say, man, like, I think people should check this EP out. I think people should check out her last album. Like, Janine Havall's doing interesting stuff. If you need, like, a pretty mellow mm-hmm. album that's gonna, like, there's gonna be parts that will interest you in ways mm-hmm. that another just... Producer album like I've been listening to that Ski Mask record. Yeah, I listened to the John Hopkins record. I really like those. Yeah, but when I put those on is to read Jenny Havall, I think is a little less that for me. Yes, because it's like it's slightly more active. Yeah, and a little upsetting yes. as a listen. Yes. So anyway, I just how think... how long was this EP? So here's another point I wanted to bring up. It's an EP and it's 23
0: minutes. Oh, okay. So it's same as Daytona. It's longer than Daytona. Longer. Yeah, by two minutes. Yeah, it's an
1: EP. Um just goes to show how much those definitions even mean anything it anymore. Do, it means it fucking doesn't, it nothing. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, it's worth checking out. And I think that I, she's worth giving a shout out because I think she's an, an artist who's doing interesting things.
0: Very cool. Uh, let's wrap up, Jake, with Release Radar. We have a doozy this wow. week. Wow. We're previewing two of probably our most anticipated albums of the year. The new Kanye West that is not named yet. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Jake, how many times do you think the name is changing from... This afternoon till tomorrow morning.
1: I mean, I'll I'll up the ante and say it's changed a couple times during the recording of this. I podcast. would say so too. I would um, say so too. I have suspicions it's made.
0: Um, I have suspicions it's even. Oh, like it's not. There's not an album. Yeah, it's... I do. I, I was going to ask you: Are we actually going to get this tomorrow? I feel like we won't. I have a feeling we won't. I don't think we will.
1: Yeah, I mean, did 'cause because we knew with Pusha, we knew Daytona was the name, right? Yeah. That was what was coming. I mean, that was pretty late. It was late in stuff. the game, but... But like, yeah, maybe he just drops it. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I, I feel like I can't predict Kanye. One reason I think it might come out is again the seven track thing. True. Because like, there's this deliberate thing True. going on with the the, the idea of a seven track album. And I've
0: been hearing whispers of a Wyoming studio listening party that people have gotten invites to, and are I don't know if that's happening tonight or when that's happening. But I've I've heard I've been seeing that on Twitter as well. Some some scuttlebutt.
1: What do you think you would pay to like? be a fly on the wall at that party oh my god can you
0: imagine yeah oh that
1: if i had like whatever money yeah whatever money just to see what it yeah that'd be amazing what if you get to go
0: yeah that'd be amazing think of all just like the random famous people who would be there.
1: There'd be so many random famous people. there would be like, all these musicians who I look up to and love. I bet Justin Vernon's fucking there. Just, like, lots and, of weed smoking. And, dude, they're rolling the... Lots of the Hennessy. F- just fat bloods yeah. of the best weed on Earth. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. you'd be in a Kush coma. Literally. Yeah. I Literal Kush coma. I would have
1: to be fucking careful because I think if if either of us were at this party and the weed came around, like, and if oh I felt God. the pressure to smoke with these yeah. people, I'd be, like already in an environment where I'd be right. uncomfortable. And I, it would probably, I definitely <laughs> freak out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, new Kanye West, will we get it? Who knows? Who knows?
0: The other one we know we are getting though, Jake, is Father John Misty's new one, God's Favorite Customer. Is it just me or with everything that's been going on the last month? Has this kind of like snuck, flew under the radar because he's not doing a big press tour rollout like he was for Pure Comedy, which I, I think is the right move this time around for this album.
1: It is the right move. It's the White Album to his Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. It's like, it feels like it's a little simpler. It feels like it's a little leaner. feels like it's a little bit more back to basics for Josh Tillman.
0: Um, and yeah, I think, I've been hearing good things, though. So have I. I've been uh, I, seeing a lot of good reviews. And the
1: good things I've been hearing are the songs he's released that yeah. I've, I've yeah. really, yeah. really enjoyed to a T. Have you listened to Please Don't Die?
0: I have not yet, actually. I listened
1: to it a couple times yesterday. It's good. And nice. like I'm... Again, I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be his best record, but like based on the four songs I've heard... It's going
0: to be another win. Yeah. I have
1: really high hopes, and I think that the move for him this time around was just to release it quietly. He's, he's done what he needs, excuse me,
0: to do from a publicity standpoint, yeah.
1: and... Uh, I think the cooler move for him now is to, to sort of quietly. It's kind those. of
0: like he did enough press last time for a couple album cycles or a few album cycles, even. Well, like album that, those narratives from last year are still carrying over into this one. Like writers have plenty of ammo to go off of.
1: And that's the thing is that it's not even a full album cycle. It's been a year. Right. Right. Like, right. like an album cycle these days is usually three, four, even True. five years. True. I'd say the average is three. But like, well,
0: I mean, I guess maybe his album cycles are just shorter. You know? Oh,
1: no, I'm not saying, I'm not questioning your use of the oh, phrase okay, album yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, like, this, On is, average a, this is a general. really short yeah, turnaround. It is, it is. It's a really short is. turnaround. And, yeah. like, what did he need to, he didn't need to do some crazy press no. tour again. And I, I, I think the feeling, I think isn't there, much of a concept record. No,
0: really. no, and I, I think there might have been a lot of Father John Misty backlash if he had done an, a big press tour cycle again. There already was. Uh, but I think he's been able to flip it now by being quiet where everyone's like, and Father John Misty stays one step ahead of the game again. And like, I, I, I think it was probably a smart move in terms of like a perception thing.
1: I like that. All you really need to do to impress critics and people who are, like, followers of a certain art form is just do the opposite of what you did before. <laughs> right. And that's, no. always, that's always what it is like with I albums, know. with anything. Yeah. It's like you went maximalist last time. If you go minimalist this time, He's you're going to genius. You're yeah. gonna freak people out, man. <laughs> right. They're not going to know what to make of it. Right, right. They're no, going to be fucking so throwing parades in your Um uh,
0: Let me ask you, which one are you more excited for? Um, it's a really good question. Because they're so different
1: and the release the way they're being released the amount we know about each is so different um in terms of pure excitement
0: i think it has to be kanye right it's kanye because west it's such an event culturally it's kanye
1: west for excitement in the sense that it's like there's so much mystery it could be right. anything right um could be non-existent it could be this it could be his best album with father john it's more like i think i'm going to probably like it more
0: right One of, I'm excited, it is the mystery thing with Kanye, I can't wait. One of my favorite parts is just seeing what the album artwork is going to be and what's it going to be called, just to know how it fits into like, okay, this is the next thing in the discography for this guy. Dude,
1: I can't relate to that feeling more. I, I almost
0: am more excited for that than the music.
1: It's my it's one of my favorite things is seeing okay what's the track list yeah. what are the names of these songs how do they flow yep. what's the album art what's the album name it's the exact same you th- yep. thing you said man where it's like for nerds like us seeing how something's going to flow into the discography yeah. is is just that's so fascinating it's
0: organized and categorized it's yeah it's 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 fulfilling it is it is it, it is. feels good to it see is. it and
1: I can't wait to I I really like that it. it's a fully a surprise. Let
0: me ask you this, Jake, before we go. If you had the choice, let's say hypothetically right now, Kanye's like, I'll either tell you the album name or show you the album art, no name, which one do you pick? Album name. Yeah, me too.
1: I love both album arts, artwork and album names. Um I think somehow the name is more telling.
0: Let me ask you, uh, rank these. Would it be the album name, the artwork, or the The track track list? list? Which one? Rate those in terms of what you'd want the most.
1: Album name, album
0: art, track list. Same. Let me ask you this now. Last one. Okay. Would you rather have album name, album art, track list, or you get to listen to the opening track now? And you don't get any of those things.
1: I would rather have all those things. I would too. Because I'll hear it. I would too, yeah. I'll hear it tomorrow. And I actually, in an era where it has become so at your fingertips to hear the singles off albums, um, I'd be like, well, I'll just hear it tomorrow. Exactly. In today's world, that's no wait at all. Right. Tomorrow is just like- It's It's already here and gone. It's true. It feels like. And it's like, I'm way more interested actually. I'm pumped to hear the first song. Right. But I love being able to digest for a little bit. Okay, what's this album? Like, it, me too. what it brings me back to, dude, is like reading about an album for a long time. Yeah. Like, in the age before streaming, yep. when I'd read about an album I should go buy, yep. and then you buy it, and the whole drive home, you're kind of looking at the yep. art, and maybe you haven't yep. played it yet. You're looking at the track list, you're looking at how it all flows. Like, yep.
0: that's what I, I love I, that. I agree. And I think that we missed that a little bit with, yeah. with the streaming and the releases that we have now. So. Yeah, we'll see if we actually get it. Uh, we'll be breaking down both those albums next week.
1: Let me ask you this. This yeah. is one last thing. Do you think, so say it's 1969. Yeah. And like you know that the Beatles are going to release Abbey Road or that they have a new album coming out or the Rolling Stones are going to put out Beggar's Banquet or whatever the fuck came out. I think it was Let It Bleed in 69. Mm-hmm. Did they? Did bands release album art? And I, titles in um, advance. I think they might have in like magazines. I think
0: so too. And like I think posters were a thing. Because like they had to promo it in some way. Like they didn't have the internet to just promo it. They yeah. had they had to have physical things. And, and selling and promoing music was such a bigger part of the industry then. It was all about like moving units. Yeah. And I think. So I think. Yeah. I think everyone knew. What it would be called. Yeah, what, it would be, yeah. what it would look like. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's interesting. I wonder what they did for like the White Album.
0: I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Anyways, but, looking forward to these yeah. albums. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody.
1: Okay, we're on mic. Um Sean, today's May 31st. Mm-hmm. I as like kind of like a dates fetishist, someone who as you know fetishizes dates yes. and has a weird relationship with memorizing them. Yes. And it, it is an altogether weird person, very, probably on the spectrum. Very strange. Um I really like oh, knocking over my mic. I really like dates in the 30s. I think they look cool. How 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 so and why? They're rare. There's only yeah. in the entire calendar year there would only be what two, four, five. There's like fucking ten of them. Yeah, true. there's not that many. Cause like yeah, so it's however many months there are plus like six. So it's like you think it's right. sixteen total days in the entire year, or a thirty or a thirty-one. I
0: just think they look cool. It's a Good point.
1: It's this big number. You don't like yeah. May thirty-first. Oh
0: yeah, you know I was I wasn't consciously thinking of that today, but I had a feeling when I looked at the date on my laptop in the corner, I was like, huh, May 31st. Right. Dude. It's a heavy date. It, it, there's a lot of weight behind it. You
1: look at it and you're just like, that's a lot of days." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I don't know. I mean, I know that sounds silly. No, it makes sense. But I like, I don't know. It's something that like affects me. Do you have the, I was talking to a big friend of the pod, Kevin, about this yesterday. Yeah. Do you do the thing that I do where you attribute months with... Gender, like, do you gender the oh, months?
0: Um, I think I used to more than I do now. It just happens in my yeah. brain. Not un- May feminist. would be female, right? I
1: like, see May as feminine because my mom's yeah. birthday is in yeah. May and Mother's Day, Mother's Day, my little sister's birthday, Brittany's yeah. birthday. Yes, that's right. Max.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Um. So one sort of not fitting thing in there,
0: but uh, um,
1: yeah. I don't know. I for some reason I gender the months. I also associate all of them with a color or a few colors.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense too. I, like I sort of do that as well. Calendars when you're a little kid. Yeah, right? yeah, it kind of primes you. We That's also,
1: Kevin and I, did something that I think you and I have done maybe ten times, and we ranked the months. Oh
0: yeah, we've done we've done it on this podcast. <laughs> this is a conversation, this is, this is time as a flat circle.
1: Jake. I, 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 we brought this up last May thirty first. We probably have we had this exact discussion. We probably have.
0: Um, Shit, I was going to say something. One one thing I was going to say is uh, this will be the first month in a long, long time that I haven't gone back and listened to any albums that came out like not in this year. Oh, really? It was just not like a month where I listened to, I didn't go out of my way to listen to anything new that didn't come out this year.
1: New or like, do you mean like old albums? Old
0: albums, I mean, that I've never heard before.
1: I have actually, dude, this has been an all-time It's been a
0: bad year for me for oh, that. for me, it's I been... I only listened to one last month. For me, it's been way worse than you. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm routinely worse than you at that. Yeah, but... But I, um, yeah, I think it's been a couple months for yeah. me, dude. I mean, I'd have to look.
0: Yeah. But it's been a little while.
1: Today, sort of out of the blue, just because Brian was talking about it on Facebook, I
0: listened to that Always album. Oh yeah, it's good. From last year. Yeah, it's good. But that hardly counts. Right, right. Yeah, I listened to Pet Sounds a couple times this past week. Pet Sounds is a good driving album. It is, yeah. Especially
1: like out in nature. Yeah. Um, uh And
0: then the other thing, I definitely have a cavity in my back, bottom, left tooth i think it's one of those in between cavities from not flossing the worst so i can feel like it's been sort of hurting i was like oh maybe you're just imagining it it's just a constant dull ache at this point and uh gotta go to the dentist and get that taken care of that's the worst Fuck
1: me. i think some people have better genes for that just happens sometimes
0: it just fucking happens do you get a
1: lot i get a lot of cavities
0: i get a cavity probably every other visit
1: i like have one uh every other cleaning don't
0: normally it's I get one every like four or five.
1: Though I will say, um, I don't. I'm not one of these people who flosses every day. I don't either. But I have gotten better about when I notice that I need to floss. Yeah, I'll fucking do it now. Me too. I I'm, I'm I've gotten better, better about flossing. I've gotten better. Yeah. What happens is after I leave my appointment. I'll floss like every other day for a couple right Is that I'm right, at, right? Yeah. I'm like oh, I'm going to keep these fucking things clean right. man right. I'm going to like right. have these gaps empty mm-hmm. um and then it fades as all things do yes because I'm like well you know what like it's really hard who gives a fuck like right. my exactly. dental like my teeth we live in an age where dental care if you have to really fuck up there's so much yeah. at your disposal yeah cuz it's like we I've Two dentist appointments a year where they do like a thorough cleaning, right? right. And it's like, dude, like a hundred years ago, people just didn't have that. I know, like the, and it's so thorough that you you can ride for a couple weeks.
0: Oh yeah,
1: you should brush your teeth, but like you yeah. can ride for a couple weeks and
0: your teeth still feel great. Oh yeah, they feel clean. Oh, yeah. dude, like... like you know, I I, I maybe will regret putting this down on on Mike, but. Yeah. You know, when you're growing up, everyone's like, oh, you've got to brush your teeth two, maybe three times a day. I'm lucky if I brush my teeth once a day, yeah. okay? Like, I, I will sometimes, like, miss days. I'll be like, oh, fuck. Like, well, I woke up late, and then, like, I had to, like, be somewhere really quickly. And by the time I know it, I'm like, oh, it's the night time. I haven't brushed my teeth today.
1: The reason I never miss it, like, it's the one or two things. Like, I don't do it more than once. Right. It's very rare right. that I do that I've been before.
0: really trying to get back to two times a day. I've been doing pretty well with it the past week.
1: That's really smart. I wish I...
0: Just because I know I have a dentist appointment coming up, and I don't want to, like, be a complete asshole.
1: Yeah, I... I... That's the thing too with that disappointments is like before I
0: go I always brush like two or three times mm-hmm. floss like mm-hmm. it's going to fucking fool no. them. No, they're fucking teeth experts man.
1: They're experts on it. They're like and every time they're like you need to do a better job flossing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like brush behind your teeth cuz they're getting stained. And they're like oh, my, you, oh okay. Like, you,
1: and last time dude they dude dentists are kings and queens of passive aggression. Oh my god, yeah. They're like here's an example. Last time when I, I I was at the dentist, my the, the the one who does all the work, the person who does the cleaning before the hygienist, dentist, Yeah. The hygienist before yeah. the actual dentist comes right. in and like clinks around in your mouth yeah. with a hook for a little while. He's right. like, Yep, looks good. Right, right. That's the fucking gig to get man. An yeah. actual dentist. Although
0: the thing is, the actual dentist isn't doing cleanings. He's doing all like the work, like the dental surgeries and yeah. stuff. Yeah. He's like filling cavities and putting in crowns and all that shit. True. Which is like way harder. And you're like inflicting a ton of pain.
1: Yeah, that's true. Before I go back to my main point, can you imagine not a dentist, not doing fillings in minor extractions. Can you imagine what goes on in your life where you're like, you know what, I'm going to be able to be an oral surgeon.
0: I don't know. Like, that freak me out. I wouldn't be able to do it.
1: You have to be at least a little sadistic, right?
0: Kind of a psychopath. You, you yes.
1: have to be. Yes. And yes. it's no shaded oral surgeons. Yes. But you like you do. There's no fucking question. No. Like no. you there's no way you're like I know it pays well. I know it's right. a real anything with dental shit. I'm fascinated by that. How you decide I
0: think they're just like, I it's easier probably than being a like, a, a doctor doctor. Yeah. You're still a doctor, and you probably make just as much, if not more, and it's easier, I think. I think that's the thing. You're you're kind of... You're selling out. You're kind of a gun for hire in terms of... You're like, I'm doing this for the money, and like, whatever clout comes along with being an MD.
1: Because the thing I'm always suspect of is like, when I'm at the dentist, and the hygienist is cleaning my teeth, and the dentist comes in and talks to me. The dentist, maybe, but the hygienist, for sure, I'm like, y- this... And, again, no shot at them, because... You can say this about a lot of people But it's like This wasn't your passion Right You weren't like w- right. Were you growing up Being like I want to be a fucking dentist Probably not Right Anyway So Passive aggression Last time I was in the chair The hygienist is like She's cleaning And she's like Do you um, Do you have an electric toothbrush <laughs> It's like No <laughs> No I don't
0: Cause like and I think you know I don't. <laughs> you right.
1: And she's, she just goes, she just goes, uh-huh, hey, time to get one.
0: <laughs> I've never had that dropped on me.
1: My teeth aren't that fucking bad, right? Man. It's like, right. you look at, that's the problem, is like, we've set the bar too high yeah, for these people. Yeah,
0: we really have.
1: Like, I have a nice set of teeth. Yes. And like a decent smile. Yes. Every I leave there feeling like shit. Yeah, I leave there they feeling do.
0: like I just woke up in a gutter. They set the bar way too high. Do they not realize that like depression's a thing and like I can sometimes just barely like stay awake through a day? Let alone fucking brush my teeth twice a day and floss. That's it. That will take all the energy and willpower I have for the day to just to do that.
1: You know, when you think about what they're doing, Sean, it's actually insensitive.
0: It It's it's a triggering thing. It it, is. It, well, it's fucked up.
1: They also, I don't know, man. It's so holier than fucking now. It is.
0: It's like, oh, are you brushing your teeth three times a day and flossing? They probably would be like, yes, and more. I'm like, no, you definitely forget when you had like a couple glasses of wine and you fall asleep early. Like, you definitely don't brush your teeth that night.
1: Well, it's like, dude, I, I don't come here to be preached to. I
0: come here to make sure my teeth won't fall out and clean them up a little bit.
1: Like, that's what, this, that's what this is for. Right. All right? Like, don't bitch at right. me because I made your job harder.
0: Right. There's You're lucky more, you have a
1: fucking job. There's a little more plaque. Well, guess what? Like, I went and got myself a job yeah. so I could have insurance, yeah. so that I could come here, yeah. so that you can do this fucking right. work on me. Right. That's what this is for. Right. So don't bitch at me. That's like, that's crazy. That's like, if I, I don't even know what, did something at work, gave it to the person and was like, you know, you really should have done more on this. <laughs> right. <laughs> to a client or something. <laughs> right. You know they should, yeah, right. That's your job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are also medical professionals who have probably a, a, like, a right and a duty to give advice. Yeah,
0: that's true. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck them. All right, you ready to dive in here, Jake? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? Let me just open up the dock. Okay. Three, two, one.